0: Hi! You're listening to Boggy Talk, Faith Conversations in the Mud, a resource of Church on Bayshore. Boggy Talk is recorded on Boggy Bayou in Niceville, Florida, and is hosted by Justin Wyatt and James Ross, pastors at Church on Bayshore. We typically want every matter of faith and life to have crystal clear answers, but it isn't always that easy. This podcast digs in to help Christians think with a kingdom mentality about topics that sometimes get muddy and bog us down. So let's dive in.
1: Hey, and welcome to Boggy Talk. Thanks for joining us as we kick off a new series today, Inside the Church. Mm, Ooh, it's gonna mm, get crazy mm. up in here. But before we dive in, I'm gonna say hey to James Ross, hateful co-host here on Boggy Talk. How you doing, buddy?
0: I am doing great. It is 2-22-22.
1: Yeah, it's my uh, Sam David's birthday. Oh, happy birthday, so Sammy say. D. Yeah, yeah he's 2-22-22. Yeah. He's turning 30. He's a teenager. Wow. that's Two a- teenagers in that House.
0: Wow, Ooh, that's crazy! That's crazy. You know, but hey, it, what's interesting is inside the church, uh, the jokes on you. Actually, it's about the human anatomy because we are the church, so uh, <laughs> we're just talking about human anatomy All for right, the next five right. weeks. That's going to get interesting. <laughs> no, no. Starting no, no.
1: with the digestive system.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, yes. All right. Speaking of digestive system, let's
1: uh, yeah, let's cut let's this out. Cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Hey, how are, are you? you? How are you? I'm doing great, man. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm doing great. Doing great. Yeah. Small man. Thanks are well. Things well. <laughs> uh, Yeah. My voice is changing <laughs> <laughs> you're also
0: going through that's right puberty uh,
1: in celebration of two teens yeah uh, <laughs> uh, but doing doing great kids are good family's good uh, God's good, yeah, doing all right. I that's can't good, to like it. yeah, that's good. good to hear. Literally yeah, it's good to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Fun, yeah, fun, right. fun, time, fun season in the life of the church. January, yes. and February is always a time where people are kind of getting into church again and yeah, checking out church. Beginnings.
1: And man, we've had a lot of new people connecting. Yeah. It's Yeah, awesome.
0: It has been awesome. It's been a good. thing. About that. the past two time. discovers
1: we've had, they've been full. seventy
0: plus people yeah. total. Yeah. Woo, yeah, that's a lot. That's, that's, that's a cool. lot. Yeah, yeah. So. That's cool. A lot of those people are thinking, hey, what does it mean to be a part of the church? And a lot of those people you know, come with some baggage from church, Mm -hmm. uh, some hesitations to being a part of the church. And so we're just going to lay it all out there in the next five weeks. The good,
1: the bad, and the
0: ugly. That's right. That's right. That's our tagline, right? That's right. So the the
1: next five weeks, we're really going to talk about the inside of the church and what goes on but also we're going to frame that around our discipleship essentials worship yes. grow serve give reach so exciting uh weeks to come we actually have some guests who are going to join Yay. us get their expertise uh, and insight in some of these areas uh but we really want to talk about you know one is of,
0: good one is bad and one is ugly no, you you figure you out you figure that out
1: uh, and we're not going to tell you who's coming uh, we're just yeah. gonna, you're going to have to determine yes. when you when you yes. hear or see yeah. you're yeah. like oh that's yeah. the ugly one and then we'll the the...
0: do a vote to build everybody's yeah. self esteem <laughs> Right. I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> uh, a, a, a listener poll. Um, but we wanted <laughs> James to- James is the good, the bad, and the ugly. Okay, sorry. What
0: if you're all three? <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, really to frame this in terms of our discipleship essentials because these are the areas we want to see people right, growing in right uh, and also they so they' you know we we say in our in in staff team a lot there's problems to solve and there's tensions to manage and sometimes it's a problem that's just it's a clear solution but most of the things that we deal with in life and especially in ministry and in in our faith and as we live it out it's it's a tension to yeah, manage yeah uh, and so we manage a lot of tensions now Tension right. doesn't necessarily mean a bad Nope. Uh, It's just, hey, we want to, you know, how do we, uh, Move forward in the mission God's calling us, building on the legacy that God has given
0: us. And the so, reality that yeah. we're all sinners, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, so there's
1: this and, tension and, to manage. And, and no as far working.
0: as I know, that's always going to be the case because Until none Jesus of us are Jesus. Returns. That's right. Yeah. And sanctification, you know, is not perfectionism and all that. You know, it's interesting. I've, I've had a couple conversations with uh, new believers in our church. And, and, and in both of those conversations, or in a few of those conversations, there's been this kind of, hey, I ran from the church because mm-hmm. of these problems with the church church. And yeah. now they're, you know, Hey, now Jesus' grace is real in my life. And I want to be involved in the church. And I had to say like, Hey, um, you're probably going to see a lot of that, even yeah. in our church, as you press right. in. Uh But but still press in. So uh, yeah. So and and we think about we want people to worship, grow, serve, give, and reach. Mm -hmm. Well, the reality is there's some good, some bad, and some ugly in even this church. As it gets a little boggy, it does get boggy. So we're going to get started today. I'm taking over as host uh, because we're talking about worship. And um, Justin is our associate pastor of worship and missions and has been a worship pastor, leader, director, whatever, uh, for most of his adult life. Yeah, (laughs) really. uh, In several contexts. So I think this is something you're more knowledgeable about. You better be more knowledgeable Uh, about. (laughs) And, um, you know, I think definitely uh, some of the ugly Mm -hmm. and the bad you're going to have more sensitivity towards and emotion towards so i kind of want to just yeah. ask you some questions so um you know i didn't grow up in the church mm-hmm. and the first couple churches i was a part of were fast growing churches uh and then i planted a church and then i got here and something that had always been um theory, and hypothetical I saw was real. And that is the Worship Wars. Worship Wars. Which sounds like, dun, dun, dun. like programming crazy? on TBN, right? You know, yes. <laughs> Kirk Cameron's involved somehow. Uh, I'm
1: sure, and uh, Ray Comfort's yeah. uh, going around so, interviewing.
0: So what is your knowledge and or experience with the Worship Wars? Maybe clarify that for our listeners. First,
1: I'm going to show my scars.
0: <laughs> worship Wars is our own sleeves.
1: Uh, well, I think, uh, you know, I grew up uh, in church and really kind of grew up, uh, I mean, I grew up in a First Baptist church uh, really as the, what I guess would be the the most modern worship wars were beginning uh, in the late uh, 90s. I mean, I remember... Our youth choir learning and singing the song "Lord, I lift Your name on high," like with the motions. And what's the, and how the motions go? I don't remember. And yeah. we sang that. You on came a from heavy, point to, up and oh, down, yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. you know, great song of the gospel, right? Yeah, um, yep. And we thought it was so lit. radically <laughs> lit. <laughs> I mean, we thought we were so cool because we got to sing that in church on a Sunday night. Uh, And there were people who were not happy about it. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, you know, it this, so that's kind of, I kind of grew up in this and when God called me, uh, into ministry and, you know, when I started college, I did not start in music. I actually started in chemistry and then God like really clearly said, this is the path you need to go on. And then, um, as God called me into ministry, it was like very clear I was going to be in worship ministry. Um, I kind of knew that this was real. However, my first ministry experience, um, in church worship was actually uh, overseas in an international church. So I start off really spoiled because I was part of an inner, inner, uh international church with people uh, from many different countries, and our worship was mo- mostly in English. We did incorporate other languages, people's heart languages in worship, and it was interdenominational. And people were just so thankful to be able to have a place to come, like to worship in something they could understand. Mm-hmm. That like it was just it was beautiful because it was like yeah. this little slice of heaven so I got really spoiled early on uh, but then uh, when I moved back uh, here you know I the first church I was a part of in the Atlanta area hired me because uh, when they were looking for someone who would continue their transition from traditional to contemporary and they told me they'd already started now what's funny about that they were already in process and that things were already way down the road what they didn't tell me is that they were lying
0: <laughs> 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 I, and so
1: <laughs> what's also funny is in that process, the pastor who was the pastor while I was interviewing uh, resigned and left, but God still very clearly led us to that church. So mm. I started and there was no lead pastor. I was the only other a staff member. Mm. Uh, and they were like, we want you to do this. And so I was, and then people were getting mad that I was doing what they had mm. told me they wanted mm-hmm. to do. And so that was really my first introduction to the worship war, like personally, mm-hmm. Um So I'll say this, when we talk about worship wars, basically what we're talking about is people's opinions about style Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. what should be, we're not even really talking about substance when we talk about worship wars. We're really talking about style. And I want to read this because I think it's funny because this is, worship wars are not new. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this is a letter that was written to a pastor, uh, written by a pastor complaining about worship. And uh, he wrote this, he says, there's several reasons we oppose this. One, it's too new. Two, it's worldly, sometimes even blasphemous. Three, the new Christian music is not as pleasant as the more established style. Four, because there's so many songs, we can't learn them all. Five, Mm. it puts too much emphasis on instrumental music rather than godly lyrics. Mm. The new music creates disturbances, making people act indecently and disorderly. Evan, the preceding generation got along without it. And then lastly, it's a money-making scene and some of these new music upstarts are lewd and loose. So you could read that and you think, well, yeah, that, that can absolutely describe some things about... Uh, modern worship. However, this was written by a pastor in 1723 about (laughs) Isaac Watts, who wrote some of our favorite hymns, like, When Mm. I Survey the Wondrous Cross, Oh God, Our Help in Ages Past, and my favorite, Joy to the World. Wow! So so this is nothing new. It's not new. Yeah, Yeah, it is not new. And I think that's what people need to understand, that all of this, the, the yeah. debate over what worship should be like and what should be uh you know included as far as style, yeah. this is not a new
0: debate. Right. Yeah, that's good. You know, I think I think it's interesting because the Baptist church has probably been where it's been the strongest uh in terms of the war, uh, mainly because we're the largest denomination, right. you know, Protestant denomination in the country. And then secondly, I think because, you know, most people who go to a more charismatic church are partly going there because they want it to be looser, and most people who go to more conservative church in Baptist life are there because they want it to be more uh, rigid right. and so and liturgical. So yeah. you kind of in the Baptist world, you have people who like by doctrine we don't necessarily care about those two things, but then we right. do right. so much uh, mm-hmm. care about those things. So you know, w- why do people care that much about this? You know, and and again. Um, I didn't grow up in church. So to me, you know, a lot of it was just like, what? And still is, if I'm honest. Mm -hmm. But, you know, based on your experience and interactions with people, why are people so passionate about worship style? Oh,
1: that's a great question. <laughs> I would love to know why people are. So yeah. yeah. Um, well, I think it's funny. I always go back to like I just think you know when we're reading, you know, we're doing our New Testament reading plan. We're in Acts right now, and when you read Acts, like, and you think about like some of the issues that the, our current churches uh, struggle with, like, I think sometimes when it comes to worship wars, I think the early church would just be like, seriously, that's what y'all are dividing over, right? Like, yeah. What instruments and ha- yeah. like that's yeah. what people are you're passionate about. It's such a yeah. miss for me. I think why people uh, get so, um, I don't want to say worked up because I don't want to, that sounds demeaning. And I don't mean yeah, it, but yeah. who gets so passionate about this was because um, we just like what we like. Mm-hmm. And it's an it's an easier target. Mm-hmm. Honestly, music is an mm-hmm. easier target than some of the other things, like whether or not we are growing in our faith, whether or not mm-hmm. we're growing in our, our reaching and sharing mm-hmm. the gospel. It's, mm-hmm. it's an easier mark. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think too, there's music is powerful. I mean, God's designed it that way. Um, and really I think it's, it's an emotional thing. Yeah. And so you'll never have a conversation about worship, uh, specifically musical worship, which talking about how interchangeably we use music and worship when right, they really shouldn't be. Yeah. That's another right. point. That's like great, we shouldn't yeah. use those yeah. Yeah. interchangeably because, you know, music can be worship, but not all worship is Corporate music. worship
0: through music. I'll <laughs> yeah. say that. I'll say that moving you know, forward, so, Justin. Sorry. Uh,
1: I'm not yeah Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we can just, now yeah. you know what we're talking about. But I think it is so deeply personal because, um, you know, if you think about lo- m- our favorite movies and our favorite TV shows, one of the reasons they are that way is because someone spent some time like crafting some right. music that goes along with it that makes yeah. it, the points hit yeah. home. Yeah, yeah, uh, And it's the same thing, you know, like with when, when it comes to music and when it comes to worship, you know, so much of what uh, – God has done in our own lives personally mm-hmm. or even corporately as a church. He um, has theres there's oftentimes an anthem or a song that kind mm-hmm. of like we can go back to like I remember you know like I remember my calling to ministry like when I really felt God impressing in my heart to change from chemistry to music and like leading me in this direction of worship ministry it happened like in response to the word and we were singing a song. And we were in the, it was a, a, a psalm.
0: Thank you for giving <laughs> to the Lord. Not that one. Okay. Hey, but Jeff Waits.
1: It was a <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> He's gonna smile. <laughs> but it was a psalm, it was Psalm 84. We were singing a song based off of Psalm 84, which says, Who am I in heaven but you? Earth has nothing desire, nothing I desire besides you. And we were singing that, it was like, God, like I yeah, I right. can surrender this yeah. to you. So God yeah. does move profoundly in those moments of worship. Absolutely. So yeah, that's that's part of it. It's just it's an emotional thing.
0: Yeah, I I think it's interesting because there's like legitimate, you know, contextualization of, so so the gospel doesn't change and the word of God doesn't change, but the approach of the church and methodology of the church does change based on its context. And so what is corporate worship through music in India mm-hmm. is not going to be what's best right. corporate worship through music in Niceville, Florida. So, so there's that, but then, then we have this ever changing, um, growing, culture of consumers in, uh, America mm-hmm. that seem to just make it all, about um, them m- about us. And mm-hmm. so like, there's not any give and take, you know? And, and I think, I think typically our younger viewers when they're hearing this are thinking, yeah, those old people right. who don't want any of our music, but then our older viewers are hearing, yeah, those young people who won't sing what Jesus intended us to sing, you know? So, <laughs> right. so, so, uh, so there's this selfish, you knowness that exists in all of it, and 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 I think that there's something valuable about a worship service where everything isn't exactly how you would prefer it to be. Oh,
1: absolutely. Because I, if
0: its worship is bigger than the music and bigger, yeah, than the stuff. Absolutely. yeah,
1: absolutely. And I think that they're hitting on a key point: is like we are, we have to recognize like our tendency to view church in 2022 and in the West is like we are highly individualistic people, and yeah, so we view right. worship as that. We right. we come to church often. People come to church thinking what am i going to receive from this rather than like how do i contribute to this and there is you know there is powerful witness in corporate worship yeah uh when people are you know i think it's it really um it is Every generation, or should be every generation. You know, it's like this is this is the one time where we right. should be. I mean, yeah. more than anything else, uh, a picture of of the church is this intergenerational people just constantly one anothering each right. other, saying right. like your preference more than yeah. more than mine, because yeah. ultimately we're here to serve each other. Um, and I think that is often you know when we talk about the modern church in worship. Really, like when we when – worship wars to their full extent, I think, lead to um, basically in at, at the very least like age-graded worship services yeah, where yeah. you have an older crowd going to yeah. one service and a younger uh-huh. crowd going to another, and there's not uh, – which that's kind of our case right now. Right, right. Um, but I think – Ultimately, what I think you see a broader culture is that we really have age-graded churches. Right. Right. Where we have a church that um is mainly older people and yeah. we have a church and then so they're not like necessarily reaching the next generation mm-hmm. or you have a church that is full of young people who nece- aren't really being guided by right. the wisdom right. of the yeah. generation before, or you have some churches who, who blend it all together and try to make everyone happy. And in doing so make everyone miserable. Yeah. Or you have they're churches. Usually not very big. Yeah. 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 Or you the, just have. Not you, that size
0: matters. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Or you have churches that really just say, Hey, you know what? We're going to, we're going to do this. We're going to do this to cater to this group. And we're going to do this cater to this group and do this to cater to the group. And you really have, Multiple churches under one
0: roof. Yeah, you know it's interesting because we're going through. You know, we're, we're we we've experienced some growth in our church, and so we're going through this kind of okay. Like the, it seems like we have this momentum heading in this direction. So, what are we going to be like in five years? And. And we, we see other churches who have grown, uh, you know, and basically what they've said is, and, and really Rick Warren and Saddleback, and I, there's a lot of good things about him. So I'm not, just because I say this, not saying, you know, he's all for anything. But what they chose to do was to say, hey, we're going to create all these different worship experiences, styles, and you mm-hmm. can all be a part of the same church. And you can kind of, almost like a cafeteria, you know, get the kind of music you want. And, you know... <sighs> Again, we all stand accountable to God for God to God for what we decide there, but it does not create the unity, the one another, the serving each other, mm-hmm. um, and and tends to lend itself away from some aspects of discipleship when you do that. And of course, they're the big, easy target, and a lot of good things have come from him and his ministry. So please, you know, don't think that I'm uh, bashing him and uh, all that. But um, we have to do that nowadays, yeah, right? Like yeah, Apologize you know, I every nuance.
1: Don't be offended by this, right, but I'm trying to say this. Right, it yeah. negative.
0: Or <laughs> it's the opposite, too. Like, if you quote <laughs> somebody you're like not that i agree with everything they right. say i know, I'm gosh, like, I like, don't agree with everything i say <laughs> I know, like we all have the right to change our minds <laughs> right yeah so anyway <laughs> but uh sorry so yeah so so for us it's like we want to be unified intergenerational but the real barrier mm-hmm. is this yeah right mm-hmm
1: yeah, so, it really, I mean, we've talked about this as a, as yeah. a staff team, and you know, a conversation we're pressing into, like, really, mu- it's music style. It's
0: yeah, the yeah, it's barrier
1: in church yeah. unity, and and not just in our church, in almost any church.
0: Yeah, so so let's talk about what we do, uh, and you know, because we're really wrestling through this, and I'll just say one thing, and then be humble. Then, well, that of course, <laughs> yeah, one, yeah, be I, th- I think we have to start with the education. Mm. That this is not a primary or even a secondary issue. Mm-hmm. This is like a third tier, fourth tier issue. Music style, yeah, like I agree. preference. Like it is not the gospel. Like, mm-hmm. and it is not even ecclesiology. Like, right? It, it's on the lower level. And so, right. like, if you're sitting in a service and you're like passionately, emotionally filled because you feel this way about the style again, not necessarily the lyrics, right. the, the, the style. style. Like, you, that's immaturity. Right. That's not Christian <laughs> maturity. And right. if you think that, hey, it needs to be the way I like it, love does not insist on its own way. So, um, that's not loving. Mm-hmm. So, so I would just say, as the pastor, you know, the right. pastor, I, people often ask, are you the pastor? I'm like, I'm one of the pastors. Like, yeah. but you're the pastor. I'm like, uh. I'm really not the <laughs> pastor. I understand what you mean by that. Right. We have three, yeah. uh, four and ministers and lay people. Anyway, but like, as the, as the, my job, because, you know, I just think the primary issue is like the education of it is immaturity to think this is this important.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: But they still do. And they still talk yeah, to they you about still it. Do. So, so what hey, do we do? Yeah. <laughs> or are they send
1: some anonymous. Yeah. It's like, hey. Uh, so I think you know, <laughs> what you just said is be educated. Like that is the number one. And that goes for every generation. Right. You know, I mean, I, I jokingly said, but it's also serious we be humble. I think that there's three things I think we can do. I mean, there's a lot of things, but kind of these are broad statements. The first is acknowledge some realities, like three, or excuse me, three realities for us to acknowledge. First is this, that every generation thinks they're right, okay? And that's that just is what it is. And let's be humble and, and recognize that, like, I might not be right in this, you know, Mm. and, and Mm. that's okay. Like we want to pursue the truth of, of who Jesus is and exalting him. So, uh, that leads to basically that I acknowledging that I have preferences, Yeah, like just acknowledge, right. Let's, let's stop. And I would say, uh, like just acknowledge that this is your preference and say it that way. My preference is not, it's so wrong when you do this, like, uh, because like that's, one, you're not going to get anywhere in that conversation. Right. Uh, two, like you just have to acknowledge like and be mature enough to recognize yeah, this right. is simply my preference. Right. Uh, and I think, you know, I'll, I mean, I'll speak to that. Like I I love people and I want people to worship Jesus. And, you know, part of our mission is to do whatever it takes to see people believe in Jesus, belong to God's family and become who God's created them to be. So that means innately in that statement and in, innately in implicit, excuse me, in whatever it takes means I'm not going to get my way all the right, time because right. whatever it takes is me saying I got preferences. Yeah. And so even in leading worship, there's things yeah. that aren't my preference. Right. But you lay it that aside, right? You know, for the greater good. That's good. Um. And then two, or number three, is just acknowledge.
0: Wait, what some, was number one?
1: Number one was every generation, every generation thinks, thinks right. right. Just acknowledge that.
0: Number two is acknowledge you've got preferences. Okay.
1: And three is this is that, um, this is something that people don't want to acknowledge. And that, especially in Baptist churches, because I think historically, especially in like, uh, you know, uh, the twentieth century, you know, in Baptists, like we 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 pride ourselves. and I don't mean pride negatively, but I mean pride ourselves as being people of the Word. We are people uh, we of the Word. Pe- we want to be people. We yes. desire to be people yeah. of the Word. And so, because of that, uh, Baptists, when it comes to musical worship have kind of really looked down upon people who are more expressive or more charismatic. Uh, and they say like, Oh, they're just following their feelings. Well, I would counter that with you are too. Yeah. Uh, and you like the way like acknowledge. Yeah. You like the way. Your preference makes you feel.
0: Oh man! And, and just
1: acknowledge, and, and like it's okay to acknowledge that you have feelings, Ooh. and like, and 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 then I, you know, as we talk about what do we do about these acknowledgments, I would say first, you know, every generation needs to write. You're not always right. That's what you do. Acknowledge. Yep. I'm yep. not always right. Yep. Two. Don't over spiritualize your preference that's good you know like you have a preference and just say this is my preference and don't try to over spiritualize Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. by taking verses out Mm -hmm. of context Mm -hmm. to like make your point yeah and then and really like you should the third is like you should feel something in worship and it's okay it's literally if someone says i just this is my preference like if someone comes to me and says just i don't like this the style of the mm-hmm. contemporary service. Mm-hmm. My preference is this. You know what I would say? Thank you for saying that in a mature way. Yeah, right. Absolutely. <laughs> you know what? And then as a the worship pastor, I'm saying, well how can I honor you? Yeah, you know, yeah. how can I help you? And so I'm thinking through that, you know. And I think when we just come like saying, "This is my preference," and do it, like, yeah, I'm like, well, sorry, like I can't make everybody in my own house happy, like let alone like everyone in this house, you know. Yeah,
0: I don't, I don't want to, I'm, I don't want to cr- commit eisegesis, which means taking one scripture and making a point out of it that I shouldn't make, uh, which is. uh not good because Matthew six thirty three seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you is really talking about provision mm-hmm. and not worrying and not storing up treasures but I do think that there's an application in that verse to the church and that if the church is really trying to say what does the kingdom of God look like here through us uh, first mm-hmm. and 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 Does that then some of these other issues work themselves out. And I do think so much of like, what the church style and I'm getting to beyond just the music looks like is like a debate about culture. And so like the big argument would be like, well, we don't want to look like a nightclub. I'm like, yeah, but you look like a country club. So like, Neither one of those are really what we should be aiming for here. Mm -hmm. They're both just styles that you imported. And so the church should look more like who the people are. And so, you know, I'll go back to, you know, I came here in December of 2017. And because there had been the completion of a new children's building, a renovation of our campus, and then the hiring of a younger pastor, the communication of a vision to reach young families from the pastor before me, and there was a vacancy in worship pastor, and we, we really said, hey, who is the guy, the style guy, first of all, character and and heart, but like who kind of is just naturally gonna be who we are, lead us to who we are? Not somebody, like we realize we, we don't want like, no offense, but like a 24 year old who wants to be, hills, you know, Carl Lentz, which that didn't work out so well, but <laughs> yeah, you know, Lentz. yeah, don't be Carl Lentz, but uh, God's grace is available mm-hmm. to him, but um, <laughs> okay. you got to qualify everything. But, um, <laughs> qualify. Yeah. In, in. <laughs> yeah. And everybody, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But also like, Hey, we're not, Mm-hmm. you know what you we're not sandy patty you know anymore like uh that's, which i don't even know anything she sings just you know but i know she <laughs> oh, I, used to I, I sing gospel much music catalog all of her songs, yeah that's when i grew up but it's like you know so it's like what is the heart of god for mm-hmm. the church and then who are we you know what right. i mean and and I, and I said that a couple of weeks ago like what does god want for his people and what does that mean for this church here and now mm-hmm. and and i think that's true of all these things like And when we really are so passionate about these secondary issues, like it's weird, you know, I, I, I had a lady one time, I don't, you know, in this church, like say to me, you know, she was like, Hey, she, she pointed at me and I came over and she said, and pointed at you and said, you need to tell him to turn this light music down. Yeah. You know? And so the first thing out of my mouth was, excuse me, you shouldn't talk like that (laughs) because the greater Uh issue was not whether the volume was too loud or not. Right. It was, hey, you shouldn't be acting like that. It's right. one thing to say, hey, excuse me, pastor, this music is loud and it causes a distraction for me. Like, that's valid. Right. And the truth is you have volunteer sound engineers, mm-hmm. you know, like, so and, engineer is such a strong word, right. Right. right? Well,
1: and then you have everyone's opinion about yes. what the appropriate level is. And yeah. we do, like, we measure how loud it is. And at no point are we ever in an unsafe right. level. Mm. Uh, in fact, we're actually run things comparatively right. to right. most churches our size. We run things on the quiet side. Yeah. Um, which that some people are like. I beg to differ. I'm like I, it, the proofs and yeah. our metrics. Yeah, know? and I,
0: and people about the guitar and you yeah. know the drum. What's what's so funny about the guitar and drum saying is just that there's actually a greater biblical case for um, guitar and drums. In fact, way stronger biblical case than a piano or mm-hmm. certainly an organ yeah. that you know it was talks about string electronic. Instruments. Yeah, like
1: a piano string. Yeah, so, yeah. But, which but still, but it's modern. It wasn't around in the Bible. right. Right. You so know? it's just funny <laughs>
0: that people have used that. Hey, so so speaking all that, what are mm-hmm. some Interesting things that you've heard about worship.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, I think, (laughs) you know, and there's, there's both sides of this. I think, you know, we tend to think, a lot of it's, you know, volume and when they say volume and, and honestly, a lot of our, our, our uh, people who said things were too loud, a lot of that stopped happening once we got better
0: speakers, <laughs> honestly,
1: because I don't get into the science yeah, of, yeah, of, you know, the audiology of yeah. it. Once we got better speakers that-
0: Good, because science has no place in the church, right, no, <laughs> just like 7-Eleven that. br- right. choruses don't yeah, have a that, place. You know,
1: it's funny is <laughs> that's the one that like, and so let me just exhort you, church, because I love you. Like, please never say 7-Eleven choruses again. What does ever. that mean? So let me explain what is it means. Is that the ones so, you got at the gas station? Mo- a lot of critiques about of worship, both old and new- are based in some form of legitimacy. So, the, the phrase "7-Eleven choruses." If you've never heard this, one, you're be glad because <laughs> uh, it means you escape <laughs> worship wars. Uh, so, it, it really means it's kind of a dig at modern choruses or modern uh, songs. Yeah. Because okay. when the modern worship movement took off in the late '90s and 2000s. A lot of songs were in the short. Baptist church. It
0: had taken off in other yeah, churches before that. <laughs> right. A lot of the
1: songs were choruses. Yeah. And they were sung a lot. Uh yeah. like, you know, the song that everyone says is an example from that era is like, I could sing of your love forever. Like, I could sing of your love forever, which is, you know, it's a beautiful song. And that then the joke became Justin. is I could sing these words forever because it just repeats itself. It does ah, repeat itself. Okay. So the joke, which was we sing the same seven words 11 times. Okay. And so it became like basically people say that now to lump all modern worship right. music into that category. And so when people say that to me, first of all, I'm like, man, they're just speaking from a place of their one, their preference, two, mm-hmm. of ignorance, because those songs drive me crazy too. Right. And we don't sing them. Yeah. Uh, you know, like it's that repetition, but also I would like to point out your hymnals, the printed bound version that has a lot of repetition. You know, you think about a lot of hymns, you know, blessed be the name, blessed be the name, blessed be the name. I mean, how many times are you going to sing? Blessed be the name in that hymn, you know?
0: What's interesting too is the Bible, the songs in the (laughs) Bible (laughs) are repetitive.
1: Yeah. The steadfast love, like Psalm 136. Yeah, I know.
0: You might just be singing holy, holy, holy is the Lord God almighty. So, <laughs> I just say, I would, I would just say, again. if
1: you want to have a conversation about modern worship and traditional music, let's have that. But please don't say 7 Eleven, or else I'll just be like, this person is ill informed. Yeah. Um, but also, like, some there is room for repetition in music right. because music is didactic; it is teaching. Mm. Uh, I think a lot of the things that we get are like passive aggressive, like anonymous connection cards, like didn't like that, or you know, I didn't. When I first started, it was the worship pastor should not wear red pants, yeah, red that was pants. on. So yeah, and then green pants, like green I, pants, which yeah, yeah. Ironically, so I'd
0: they're say. not at least they're not like you know yeah. bigoted towards a color. That's right. We've just <laughs> <laughs> we've just graduated. Wait, I now, get, well, so. maybe they were. They maybe so. I guess you knows. were supposed to wear. I white pants I
1: don't know I have got those too I'll <laughs> Some of you guys got that joke some of you didn't that's right anyway. <laughs> sorry
0: I got my um, white pants I, I got my white pants that's on That's right okay. I think only um, uh, but only after Easter and before Labor Day Yeah
1: That's right yet again yeah. the window I think you know when people say that blank is so just like they'll say that that di- that guitar playing during the prayer is distracting I'm like mm. well, you don't have that complaint about the piano and it's actually softer mm-hmm, So it's like mm-hmm. it, it really Things that get said and have been said, like, are come back to preference. Now, I will say this happens on the younger side of things too. I mean, I was yeah, at a worship yeah. conference, uh, not a worship conference. I was at the Passion Conference, and uh, where this is like a worship teaching conference aimed at eighteen to twenty-five year olds. Is there is a leader, and we were like sitting down having dinner, and it's crowded, and people are everywhere, and our group was sitting, and there was another group from another area I don't even know where they were from like kind of like backed up to us and they were talking and it was headed to the last night and you know like the last nights they're they're gonna pull all the punches it's gonna be great the teaching's gonna be the music's gonna be great and this this a young girl literally was like I just hope they do something really amazing because I just I just don't want to be disappointed like I don't want to leave disappointed and I was like I can't believe she just said that and so yeah, like I mean, everything I literally the exhorter in me turned around and said Hey, I just want you to know, like, yeah. Jesus is gonna be there, and you're not gonna leave. You disappointed. did it. You said yeah, it. I said it. Woo! Yes, Come on, because I'm thinking like, what? All of this points back to we are we are not here to worship yes. a yes. song. Yeah. We are here to worship Jesus. Yeah. Like, and 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 if we can't get over our preferences, yeah, you know, like, and how, like, in in music. I mean, right. come on, people, like. And that's old and young. That's that is yeah. that is a non-discriminatory statement. We've got to get over there, our preferences.
0: There, there really is, and, and you know, I can't say this for everybody, but when you approach a worship service and you're thinking, I hope I like everything about this worship service, or even you say, Ooh, I really like this, like it's not about you. Mm-hmm. It's about God, and yeah. the que- the greatest question is not "Is this pleasing to you?" but "Is this pleasing to God?" Right and and a believer really should be thinking about the whole group of people, mm-hmm. and that we together are unified in the laying down of our preferences. And and yeah. you know that that just again is 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 Christian maturity. And I do think that you know probably the last thirty years. You know, the church has just said, hey, we're going to give people what they want. And I think maybe, and, you know, MacArthur writes about this and not ashamed of the gospel. uh, And I don't agree with everything that John MacArthur says, (laughs) but, um, you know, (laughs) maybe what we've done is we've actually Mm -hmm. created not. Good disciples.
1: We've, yeah, we fed the yeah, monster in many yeah, ways. Yes. Like we we decided, like as, as church leaders over the, over decades, you know, like yeah. we decided to give people what they want, and now we get frustrated that right. people treat church like yeah. the golden corral.
0: Like yeah. I can Ooh, go and man. get what I want yeah, when yeah. I want, and I can skip yeah. that, and yeah, it's, and it costs uh, me not a whole lot. You yeah. know, I mean, really, you yeah. know, so and yeah, and so I think it's that know, is a great explanation of what the church is today yeah and i would say that if you begin to say like i can't worship unless mm. there's light i can't worship Ooh. unless there's fog i can't worship unless it's dark i can't worship unless it's not dark i can't worship unless they do these kind of songs mm-hmm. there is only one mediator between god right. and man the man christ jesus when something not, yeah. is what brings you close to god it is taking the place right. of jesus yes, all i need to worship Perch, is the of blood Perch. of jesus yes that's all right. i need to worship
1: yes Amen. I think that's like, we just have lost sight of it. And like I said earlier, this is non-age discriminatory. I think it was, as we talk about worship in the church, it typically, and you said this earlier, it's like, and we think it's, the, the if you're an older generation, you're thinking of all the young people who don't get it. And if you're younger, you're like, you're thinking of the older people who just don't quote unquote get it. Yeah. And really we've got to first say, do I get it? Like, do, am I missing the point by thinking if we don't do this and don't do that? And I think, you know, uh, I'll, I'll go back. I just recently attended a funeral for uh, a family member of, of a church member. And it was, it was beautiful. It was just a sweet honoring service and the man leading worship before he sang, he sang a song. He sang this song, living hope. And he said, and it was, you could tell as he sang it, that he didn't, he was not super familiar with it, that the family had asked him to sing it and he was a family member. Um, and he had the music and he was singing it and he was learning almost like he was learning as it was going. Um, and it, musically, it wasn't an awesome moment, musically. But it was so oh, yeah. worship. I mean, yeah. like literally the family, I mean, the family is standing up worshiping because of what we're singing in this moment. And I, I lost it in the back. Yeah. I was just like- boohooing and I didn't even know her I'm just there to support our, yeah. you know, our friends our family it was just the most worshipful thing and and I was just like we I get, can see we had, the tears coming I know in your they're eyes coming right now, now yeah. thinking about it like we had sung hymns and then we were singing this and I was like here is this an older saint leading this song that he's yeah. not super comfortable and he even said you can't beat the truth in this and I was like can't we just be that way all the time like no matter what we're singing yeah. like you can't beat the truth in this That's and right. get aside our preference because yeah. I tell you it was just like It was a holy moment, yeah. uh, Together in in that church, and I just think like, you know, like we, why do we insist on having like love? Does not insist on its own way.
0: Some some of the best worship I have is on Wednesday nights uh, in the kids ministry, Mm -hmm. and some of the kids are just there being goofy, whatever. But like some of those kids, like. They're just connecting, you know, like, and they sound terrible. Yeah. I mean, you can be all grandma and nice if you want, but they sound horrible. (laughs) It's not beautiful. But but it's it's not. But I'm like, man, there's just such innocence to them singing these words. By the way, they don't prefer hymns, you know, but like, (laughs) it's just, it's just beautiful. Well, hey, kind of maybe... Uh, pulling you a little more yep. into the mud. Ooh. So one of the more recent debates about, uh, if you stayed on for this, it's good you stayed Woo! on for the good stuff about worship Getting is boggy. like, hey, why are we singing Bethel songs? Oh, that's a good question. And Why are we singing, you know, Elevation Church mm-hmm. or Hillsong? Even you know, yeah. because these are churches that their teaching, yeah, is not compatible with the sound doctrine. Mm-hmm. Their music isn't necessarily mm-hmm. a problem, but um, right are we're giving them money. Like, well, what do you pay, think about this? Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Tell us, yeah, I can tell get us get the money aspect, which is long. So no, do it. We man. don't really pay
1: a lot of anything. Really. We pay a licensing fee. Are you saying we steal it? it? No, we, say, we oh, okay. are legal. Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> I would say you're going to
0: tell Bill Johnson, no weapon against me <laughs> that, shall prosper. Right, so, so I'm not paying for your music.
1: Um, so I think Phil uh, Bill, I don't. And know. I, I will say, as long as this lives on the internet, I have the right to res- to uh, change my mind. Okay, right? all right. right tell all where right. I am today because I think that, uh, some churches draw a very clear line in the sand. Yes, they do, and that's okay. Like, yeah, you got your conviction. Uh, we, uh, I am very cautious in introducing a song that would be written by certain churches. Um, and my, my my I'll use Bethel as example because they're kind of the easiest. <laughs> they're target. the
0: easiest target because they they're, have some they're the ones whack with, beliefs. They had,
1: they're, they're a church with some very whack beliefs. However, they also have literally some of the best music. Like yeah. Their music is very good. I don't
0: understand God uh, and his sovereignty why he allows that to happen. <laughs> yeah,
1: I know. Seriously. Um, I'm very cautious, uh, very, very cautious about introducing any song that originated there Uh, simply because I don't want to steer people in that direction for sound teaching. Yeah. So- the if we do a Bethel song, which I can only think of like a couple that were originated there, that we do sing like "Goodness of God."
0: Yeah, um, you it, always say not that I agree with everything that Bethel <laughs> before every you do songs. I,
1: <laughs> I will only do those songs really corporately. I mean, so in my own like, I will listen to them. Like yeah. Probably. Now I will say, after a while, it kind of wears me
0: out. Yeah, you know, right. which yeah. I mean, and
1: I love, love modern music, well, but after some a of them while, are like, like
0: 15 minutes I long. I'm like, too. Oh, yeah. I just my yeah, ears yeah. are tired. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> like.
1: Um, <laughs> Uh, But I get that way with other styles of music. So my playlists are so random. Um, Very cautious, and we'll really only do a song. Uh, theirs or some other churches, if it's also been widely covered right. by other. So, if somebody
0: like types it in, it's not yeah. necessarily going to pull so you up. So, take goodness
1: yeah. of God, you're going to find like literally 400 versions of mm. that song. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because I don't know. Pretty sure st- the Mormon
0: Tabernacle Choir <laughs> yeah. has done it at this point. I mean, point. they've
1: done most of our that's hymn right. books. Yeah, so, that's where wow. are you going to draw the line? Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, a, a, a principle in that. They too, subliminally say you know, and Joseph
0: Smith right. in the songs. I'm just <laughs> we also kidding. Inspired it. I'm just, and just and kidding. So, I think. How great. It is our God and Joseph Smith. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but, you know,
1: so someone could push back on that with yeah. me and have some valid points. And, and you know, and really our land with that is, you know, even some of our favorite hymns that we sing. Right. Mm. Um, Horatio I'm, Spafford, I'm, man. Horatio Spafford. So you think it is well. I mean, that song has been used by God. Yeah. In so many situations. And his
0: story has been told, right? His story
1: has been told, but ultimately, (laughs) like, by the end, it's not very clear that he was a believer. He was in wacky stuff in Europe,
0: wacky cult in Europe.
1: um, uh, the other hymn that we love, um, so, "Come Thou Bethel, found. um Horatio," yeah, same. right. You know, so like, where do you, so a lot of the like, "Come Thou Found of Every Blessing," like the author of that, like, eventually kind of like walked away from the gospel.
0: Oh, Holy so, Night, he yeah. wasn't a believer. So,
1: where do you draw the line? And right, so, yeah. I I fully believe in God's redemptive power. Yeah, even know, I don't know why like I keep people, hitting you. You're <laughs> like, eh, that's oh, 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 a yeah, good Yeah, point. yeah, uh, But
0: <laughs> but it's like <laughs> I'm gonna start doing that to people on Sundays when. Yeah, the so Lord's is moving. there this
1: is where it does get boggy where we say hey, we want to be sure that we are leading people to truth. And and, yeah. and of course, like we have eva- I mean, we evaluate lyrics. And there's songs that I love that I'm like I feel like in the that song it works but corporately like i love the song it 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 hits every checkbox of a song we want to sing except there's one line that i understand but i think every time we sing this song we may have to teach what that line or explain what that means to give reference and it's like sloppy wet kiss (laughs) that one you know it's just like that takes too much time away like it's distracting so there's a line there you know i think you know it goes back to everything is pointing to Jesus. Everything is pointing to the gospel. Yeah. Uh, and so really, like, even in our song, you know, they're, they're referred to in modern worship planning as song sets, you know, the, the set of songs you put together. Like, I'm thinking through those, filtering, uh, you know, probably one of the best exercises I did in seminary is one of my professors, he said, I want you to take every song you've sung in your church in the past six months. And he gave us this criteria. He said, I want you to evaluate. Mm. Like how many are horizontal, like sunk to each other? How many are vertical, Mm. sunk to God? How many many of them talk about, and all these attributes of God, how many Mm. of them are Trinitarian? And then we had to do the data on it. And it was the best exercise because what it did in me is develop like, really kind of like, I can kind of do that. That's subconsciously good. now as yeah, I evaluate yeah. songs. Um, but it helped like see on People paper- are, like,
0: Somebody out there is going to start doing that they're too. They're going to be like,
1: I didn't, he miss this. But it's like, you know, you can't cover all of who God is right. in three songs. No, you cannot. Um, but we want to be sure that we're hitting like a, a steady diet. Like every, every healthy person has a steady diet. That's good. And so we want to have a steady diet of the that's things good. we're singing. And so that means that like, there's sometimes I eat things that I know are good for me, but I don't yeah. love. And it's the same with worship. Like this song- I mean, I love it, but it's good for me, that's like, good. to digest this truth. And, and
0: and you make sure that you say breakthrough at least ten times every Sunday. Oh, <gasps> <Girl>,
1: that word! <laughs> Got to have my
0: breakthrough. My
1: breakthrough. Yeah. That's yeah. like that's the that's the worship buzzword right now is breakthrough. It used to be atmosphere, now it's breakthrough.
0: Yeah. Well, I and you know, I, I would say what I appreciate about you, and I would just say, you know, if you're a part of a church, you do need to ask the person who's in charge of the worship service, whether that's the pastor, whether that's the person. Like, are they thinking about these things? Because if they're not thinking about these things, mm-hmm. then I think that is the negative because a lot of churches, unfortunately, it is just about the production. Does this yeah. music sound good? Oh, yeah. Do these people look good? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I've
1: been in, I've been around those people. I yeah. have served alongside those people where literally it's like, we're going to plan a worship set. All right, we need a fast song. Okay, that, this is how worship was planned. Yeah. Like, we need a fast song. It needs to be upbeat. Mm. That's going to work people up. And then we're going to need this next song to kind of land and bring the mood down. And then we're going to do this song because that'll make it, that'll just be the epic it, like that's how it's It'll planned. give them all the feels. Yeah, it'll give all the feels. And so that's what we-
0: that's So there we, we're going to do bringing in the sheep. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and that is not how we, you know, so yeah. as I'm planning, am I thinking through how yeah. will this song land? How will this song feel? Where will the mood be? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Because I have to think through those things to pastor well and shepherd well within the service. So yeah, I mean, you got to be thinking through all those things, but really like thinking through a steady diet of what what are we doing with these songs? And are we, are the songs we're singing informed by scripture and pointing us to the worth. I I think it
0: helps that, you know, we go through the books of the Bible in sermons. So like, you're not looking to like my, like, (laughs) okay, James is going to talk about like the four, the four ways to be better this month, you know? And so like, how do I connect that to God? Yeah, it's like, like we're just we're moving in. This yeah, direction. yeah. You're just like reading the scriptures. Yeah. that you know mm-hmm. what they are, and we talk about yeah. it. You know, you know, and um,
1: every every, you know what I what I try to do, uh, in 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 the music portion of the service, knowing that's what we're we're going to cover the gospel in the teaching every week. But I also want us to be singing the gospel. Yeah. So I'm thinking through the thread of like. Are we talking about God and His sovereignty and creation? Are we talking about our need for a Savior? Are we talking about yeah? yeah, Are we talking about these things on a steady basis? Are we talking about the blood? Are we talking about the cross? Are we talking about the resurrection? You know, are we talking about His return? Or excuse me, I was say talking about He's singing about these things. Yeah, Um, and making sure we are having a steady diet of of Christian doctrine and what we're saying, and giving space because worship you do need space to respond. Yeah. You know, so amen. Um, it's all these things.
0: Yeah, that's good stuff. It's yeah. tensions to me, Yeah, they are tensions to me I maybe we don't have time for it. The only other thing I would say is like, you know, there's a performance element mm-hmm. of leading worship. Yeah. Whether that's the media team, that's you, mm-hmm. that's the musicians, that's the vocalist. And then there's yet you just want it to be genuine worship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like how do you, how do you strive towards doing things well, mm-hmm. but avoid it becoming a performance? Just slick,
1: yeah. Yeah. One, you mess up and then laugh about it. Okay. <laughs> like yeah, you, that helps. You do. Like, that you helps. just like, like this past Sunday in the 930 service, or a few Sundays ago in the 930 service, like I was playing keys and I like accidentally hit a key and it just, just like, there was no way to cover it up. And I just was like. Oops, that was my fault. I can't <laughs> yeah, blame yeah. that on anybody. Yeah, you yeah. know, like some of that's going to happen. I think we, you know, in our in our rehearsals and with the tech team is like we we want to create a distraction-free environment. And yeah. so that's, you know, some jargon for saying we don't want to do anything that Takes the attention away from the main points, whether right. that's in tech or in worship team.
0: Yeah. But
1: at the same time, like we don't want to become so slick that mm-hmm. it's not approachable, right? You know. That's and good. one of the things we started, uh, you know, we've reintroduced choir, and it looks different than how it did before. We're doing like an intergenerational choir. We've got students, adults, you know, all the way up to our senior adults on one choir once a month in services. And I told this to to them, um, is that we are going to pursue excellence. But what I want more than anything from the choir when they're up there is to be a picture of the church. And right. so I said, that's why I want students up there and some of, and, and there's adults up there too. I was like, I don't, and I told them, I said, I don't care if you can't read music because you don't know how to read music or if you can't read the music because your eyes are so bad because you're older, like it's more important to have that's this gener- intergenerational witness because that's, that's what the church is. You know, so we we rehearse, we iron things out. When we make mistakes, we, we recognize it, we correct it, but we also like recognize like, making a mistake in our music is, is not the end. Like, it's not our identity. Like, if it's a consistent thing that we need to address, we'll do it. Yeah. Uh, but also like, I want to, as a leader, you know, and this is no matter what you're leading, you have to give people the freedom to mess up so that, and then, but the best part is when they make a mistake and they come to you before you even have to address. I'm like, I'm so sorry I did that. I, here's what happened. And you're like, great. Thanks. Right. And I know it's, you know, and that's what we want to cultivate in our, in our teams is this, like, we want to pursue excellence because like God deserves our best, but he's not in, he's not impressed if we do a great job. Like he wants our hearts more than anything. So mm-hmm. I always tell people, we want to rehearse enough so that we own it. So it's like when we're leading, we're not leading from a place of having to remember what in the world we're doing so we can actually like lead, lead by worship. That's good.
0: That's good. Um, well, that's good stuff, man. Um, I think we've probably, uh. People are like, all right, that's a lot about yeah, what I, yeah. I we can keep, yeah, keep there's talking. There's way more, there's yeah. way. And if you ever have questions about yeah. anything we sing, um, why we do what we do, ways that it could be mm-hmm. um, better, mm-hmm. whatever yeah. that might mean, um, talk to Justin. Um, I'm just usually going to say like,
1: Dr. <laughs> I, technically, I don't know what you're talking
0: about. So uh, usually if I, my advice to Justin would be like, hey, Justin, that thing you did this past week, that didn't sound good. Yeah. You're, you're like, do you have uh-huh. any feedback, like more direct? I'm like, no, no, no yeah. that's it. <laughs> Just didn't sound good. Yeah. Yeah. My, my biggest thing is like, is our are people singing, you know, yeah. and and I don't think we have time for this, but like, <laughs> you know, gosh, at our church, it's like, come on, people be responsive. Mm-hmm. Like, like you there's know, a fear of being responsive. Yeah. You'll be like, hey, aren't you glad Jesus saved you? and it's like crickets. Yeah. It's like, I guess, like, come on. <laughs> well, I guess we just need to preach the gospel right now because a lot right. of y'all aren't. But yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll not, that, we'll that, not maybe hang that, out there. That's worship part two. Yeah, we yeah, get there yeah. eventually, but, but I think, yeah. Yeah, but next week we're moving it. We got a guest and we won't yeah. say who it is, right?
1: Yeah, but we're going to be talking about Uh, Growing, growing. So maybe you can guess who's going to be the guest. Yes. Uh, But uh, yeah. So hey, if you like, James said, if you've got questions about this, or you've even got ideas, or like, hey, why is this? Hey, we're. I I think we're approachable. You can ask. Uh, You know, I always tell people like, I'll give you an answer. You may like it, may not. But I'll be honest. And if I'm not, if I if I don't know the answer, I literally will say I don't know. I've Mm. gotten very comfortable with saying that because so much of what we're trying to do uh, here is we don't know. Like, so when
0: when are we going to do more Ray Bolts? That's the question. Uh,
1: uh, the answer to that question is never.
0: <laughs> Speaking
1: yeah. of people, who yeah.
0: yeah, don't, away Google, from the don't Google Ray Bolts. So, Bolt. so uh, <laughs> yeah,
1: it goes back. I would just say, you know, Carmen, hey,
0: any Carmen coming anytime uh, soon?
1: Man, no. I just we can't. You know, it had its time. It, uh, you know, there are, to everything there is a season. And yeah, I think Carmen season. I mean, he's he's with the Lord. Uh, right now. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, he passed yeah, away yeah. several years yeah, ago. Yeah. And I think God did. He, he is his champion. He, yeah, is, yeah. he is victorious over yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. Sure. Uh, yeah. What about hey, the Cross
0: Project or what was that rap group before? Uh, I have no before. Idea. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, oh know. man, I think it was a Cross Project. Yeah. Mm.
1: Oh, but that reminds me of a story and I'll close with this. But like one time I went to this conference and uh, and the music, like it was totally not what I liked at all. Yeah. And it wasn't, it was like contemporary music, but it was like, cheese fest and but what we we were singing so it was caleb it was (laughs) kind of like that there's some good and one of our friends was like asking like how about the conference i was explaining like this is what the conference was it was this and this and they're like well how is the worship and i said well if you mean how the music the music was terrible but the worship was good
0: oh like that and i was like
1: that and i mean that like the worship was great yeah music it wasn't, it, it wasn't even. And that's it, one
0: of our it, core it, values yeah, here. That's sure.
1: right. It, it, it wasn't even that it wasn't <laughs> just, just my kidding. preference. It actually, in some parts of it yeah. we were just not good. Yeah. Uh, but it's like, but I want to be mature enough to mm-hmm. get past my mm-hmm. opinions and my preferences to say, but Jesus was glorified, mm-hmm. and there was there there were ways that He moved in people, even through mm-hmm. through the worship, like even through the music. that like, He spoke to people. That's and, good. So you know, let's let's be people like that. Yeah, that's you right. Know, you know, yeah. to be all pie in the sky, let's just all get along.
0: So uh, what you're saying is no sidewalk prophets. Probably not. Yeah, no, no uh I, casting crowns
1: Yeah, they're not my favorite i know that that a lot of people are going to be like what
0: How no mercy me unless it's your funeral
1: yeah i mean you know i can all imagine that's a great third song day like, you know um you know <laughs> all
0: right
1: I, you know i mean some just of their me- songs are great everybody who
0: is like i love everything yeah. they have to say now i'm just offending uh, them uh, all. Now, right so, now. And
1: once again personal preference so you can disagree with me and guess what that's i love right. you still you yeah may Not love me but i love you and
0: But Whitney Houston, see, this is the problem. This is a problem with worship in America.
1: (laughs) That's right. All right. Well, hey, thanks for listening. Tune in next week as we get even more Boggy.
0: Thanks for listening to Boggy Talk. We are so glad you joined in the conversation. Go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss a beat.